This is Legend. I'm Sam. I'm Amy. And we are a podcast about cryptids, urban legends, and the paranormal. Mm-hmm. You want to play a game? Yes. I think you're Jigsaw. I'm not Jigsaw. I just like games. I mean, who doesn't? All right. What's your game? <laughs> okay. We're going to do two truths and a lie. Okay. No, it's going to be hard because we know every single thing about each other, but we can do this. Okay. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, Let's get my goldfish memory out of the way and you go first. <laughs> okay. My favorite movie candy is Bunch of Crunch. I have been to Disney World. I had my first job at 17. Which one? You had your first job at 17. I sure did. Damn it. <laughs> I thought you were like 15. Oh, hell no. I tried to put that off as long as I could. Okay. So which one is it? You've been to Disney World. You went to Disneyland. Hell yeah, I did. There you go. <laughs> See, I'm not so stupid. <laughs> no, I went to the California one. You went to the Florida one. Yep. And actually, I was thinking you started work at Stony Ridge at 16, not 15. Because I knew I didn't live there when you no, started. No, because remember, I waited a year before I got my license. Mm-hmm. You were so. like... I remember you were late to the party for that. Yeah. But so was I. I got mine after you. Yeah. So. I mean, why did I need to? Matt got his and we had his older brother to drive us around. There you go. Are you ready for mine? I'm ready. I got this. Okay. <laughs> My favorite math equation is four times three equals 12. I had my vertical abray pierced five times. And I have a tattoo on my right inner thigh. I mean, if you have a tattoo on your right inner thigh, you were very good at hiding that. Damn, you're good. (laughs) I know every single one of your tattoos. I know. (laughs) But I was thinking I was going to put it in my right inner thigh because like, it's in my thighs. Like who, whoever sees my thighs, nobody. You would send me a picture if it was on your butthole. I would. I sent you a picture <laughs> of my butt. I love that picture too. <laughs> <laughs> Toasty butt. <laughs> mm, toast butt. Got the nickname Little Toast. Oh my goodness. Uh, if you don't know, don't sit on a freaking heating pad for hours and hours at a time every single day. No, don't. It's very, you very will get bad. something called toasted skin syndrome, <laughs> which I did to my then, ass. And then you look like a toasted marshmallow. I did. And it took, oh, it took months to go away. And I was so astounded by it. I sent a picture to Amy. <laughs> Uh, and I will never get the image out of my head. <laughs> like, look at this butt. <laughs> Looks like lightning struck it. <laughs> it was beautiful. A work of art. <laughs> <laughs> it took forever to go away. I would always ask for him, like, is it gone yet? <laughs> gone. So, are you ready? I think I'm ready. 
Okay, do you know what the Bridgewater Triangle is? I know that you have mentioned it before, Mm -hmm. and it feels like 20 years ago, and I'm so excited that you're going to talk about it, but what I'm thinking it is, is you know how like those crazy old rednecks are totally against telephone poles? You know, like the the signal, the service. I had no idea. I had no idea. You heard that? Nope, but I take your word for it. <laughs> well, like, you know, because they have to put the cell towers out in the middle of nowhere so that more people can get it. You mm-hmm. know, they put it on people's properties. And then people are all like, oh, it's evil. It's giving me cancer. The aliens are going to come. I think it is a triangle made up of three of these little cell towers. And they don't give the people cancer they give the earth cancer and then weird shit happens i mean you have the most (laughs) fantastic guesses am i close i mean (laughs) sure (laughs) you be the judge you be the judge you ready giant tumors with legs walking around causing havoc Mm-hmm. okay yeah cool <laughs> <laughs> okay so one of our very first stories that i told on the podcast was the alaskan triangle and it was referred to as the bermuda triangle of alaska so hold on to your butts because now i'm going to tell you about the bermuda triangle of massachusetts Woo-hoo. massachusetts is so small I want to live there. Maybe. I want to go there. I want to go. I want to sure. go very bad. In October. Yes. <laughs> the best time. Spooky season would be the best time for it. Mm-hmm. So first I'm going to talk about the geographical description of the Bridgewater Triangle. So an interesting fact that I found was that a specific boundary for the Bridgewater Triangle was first described by a cryptozoologist named Lauren Coleman. Hey! (laughs) I know that guy. We talked about him a few episodes ago. I thought his name sounded familiar. Ah, He's the one that coined the Dover Demon and talked to all the teenagers. Oh! Oh! No wonder! Yeah! Which I just found out yesterday... That the Dover Demon sightings are in your triangle. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention yeah. them in here, so that's good. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. funny. Anyway, that's... go ahead. All right. Well, Mr. Lauren Coleman, mm-hmm. um, he coined the term in the 1970s and then again later on in his book, Mysterious America. It is an area of roughly 200 square miles in southeastern Massachusetts. The three towns that make up the points of the triangle are Abington, which would make the top of the triangle, then Rehoboth to the southwestern edge of the triangle. What is it? Rehoboth or Rehoboth? Rehoboth. Okay. Yeah, it's either. I Maybe it's Rehoboth. I don't know how they say it. <laughs> Massachusetts has a lot of interesting <laughs> names, and they're not pronounced the way that they look. 
So hmm. if anyone is from Massachusetts, I apologize in advance. So yeah, so then we have Rehoboth or Rehoboth to the southwestern edge of the triangle and then Freetown at the southeastern part of the triangle. Other towns within the triangle are Brockton, Whitman, West Bridgewater, East Bridgewater, Bridgewater, Middleborough, Dighton, Berkeley, Raynham, Norton, Easton, Lakeville, Seekonk, <laughs> and the last one looks like it should be pronounced Tauntaun, like from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But I think I've heard it pronounced Tauntaun or Tauntaun. So, probably. Anyway, while looking through sources for the Bridgewater Triangle, I think the website CivilWarGhosts.com sums it up very nicely. They say, quote, the Bridgewater Triangle is a curious spot in southeastern Massachusetts that's known for all manner of wacky supernatural hijinks. You name it, they have it, end quote. Within this triangle, you can find UFO sightings, puckwudgies, thunderbirds, colts, Bigfoot, and even poltergeist phenomena, which is why it is my favorite place in the entire world. And so because I covered Puckwudgies in episode 10 and Amy mm-hmm. covered Thunderbirds in episode 25, I'm not going to get into those. So if you want to know more about Puckwudgies or Thunderbirds, go listen to those episodes. The most famous sighting of the Puckwudgie occurred in the Bridgewater Triangle. And like I said, I covered that in my Puckwudgie episode. So instead, I'm going to focus on other strange things. And I don't know how to explain. We 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 just cover weird shit, okay? And that's what this is. All <laughs> exactly. Okay. So yeah. So we're gonna cover all the other crazy stuff that happens. I had a really hard time figuring out where I wanted to start with this episode, but I think we'll start with a little bit of history. It's not like a lot of history, but. I feel like it definitely gives you a vibe. I like history. Me too. (laughs) So we're going to start with King Philip's War. It's also referred to as the First Indian War, Metacom's War, Metacomet's War, Po-Metacomet's War. Oh, sorry. Po-Metacomet's Rebellion or (laughs) Metacom's Rebellion. So from 1675 to 1678 there was a war between the indigenous people of new england and the new england colonists the war is named after metacom a wampanoag chief who adopted the name philip because of his father his father's name i'm probably gonna butcher this so i apologize massasoit i think that's actually might be right sure it is metacom's father massasoit he had a friendly relationship with the pilgrims Once Metacom became chief, he ended the long-standing alliance with the colonists due to repeated violations from the colonists. Colonists were wanting the Wampanoag to surrender their guns as part of a peace treaty, and they were absolutely not having it, which, good on them. Yeah, were the colonists going to sacrifice their guns for the peace? of course not. (laughs) Because they didn't want peace, they wanted control. Anyway, on top of that... (laughs) Three Wampanoag were hung for the murder of one, 
that apparently strained the Wampanoag's relations with the colonists even more. Ass. Yep. So the native raiding parties began attacking colonists' homesteads, and in turn the colonists began to attack them as well, and things just got out of control from there. In just over a year, 12 towns were completely destroyed, while a ton of others were damaged, the economy tanked as the population was decimated, and they lost one-tenth of all men available for military service. Okay. Wait, who did? The colonists? The colonists. Good. Hundreds of Wampanoags were publicly executed and enslaved, and the Wampanoag were left practically landless. The war is considered to be one of the biggest disasters of the 17th century and is considered to be one of the deadliest in colonial American history. Mm. All in all, it is estimated that over 2,800 lives were lost. That's a shame. It is. Now I'm going to talk about some strange things and interesting things that are found in the Bridgewater Triangle. The Hockamock Swamp, located kind of in the center of the Bridgewater Triangle. It's like almost exactly in the middle. Where the Pukwudgie was. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Uh, It translates into, quote, place where spirits dwell. Uh, And it was the final holdout for the Wampanoags during King Philip's War. The colonists called it Devil's Swamp. (laughs) Near the swamp is King Philip's Cave, which is believed to be where he spent his final nights before he was beheaded by the colonists in 1678. His wampum was taken as a trophy. So a wampum was a highly like sacred belt or adornment, and it held historical documents in their weavings. Wow, that's awesome. It's um, not awesome that it was taken, but that's mm-mm. really cool that they do that. But yeah, they so the colonists took it after he was murdered. The Wampanoag believed that taking such a thing would put a curse on the land surrounding the area. I heard two different versions of this. So I heard that, you know, they took the belt, which the Wampanoags believe put a curse on the land. And I also heard that as king philip was dying or philip was dying he his the last thing that he said was he cursed the land basically Hmm. so there's two variations of that story whichever one there has got to be a curse on the land (laughs) there really does (laughs) there's no other explanation so if there is a curse on the land that's gonna explain obviously what's going on with the Bridgewater Triangle and around Phillips Cave there have been reports of phantom campfires, orbs of light that change color, and the sounds of drums. Mm. Near Freetown there is a massive rock about 50 feet high called Profile Rock in which the natural granite formation closely resembles a human face and in which many believe was the face of Chief Massasoit Philip's father. (laughs) Of course, people are dicks, and the rock has been graffitied and vandalized. And just recently, authorities realized that a chunk of it had fallen off. They Mm. don't know if it was from vandals or if it just naturally fell off. But because of that, the area is closed off now. 
and it's sad that indigenous people oh just cut the they're supposed to say it's said it's not it's sad that indigenous people because the <laughs> sentence is it's it's what i wrote is it's sad that indigenous people used to dance around the rock <laughs> <laughs> it is so sad i mean dancing around rocks it's just it's miserable horrible <laughs> it said that indigenous people used to dance around the rock and that they will try to scare you off if you get near the rock now they're spirits there is also dighton rock it is unclear who carved on that rock but the rock has petroglyphs of people animals and symbols one article I read said the carved area is about the size of a small Volkswagen. In the nineteen, 19- wow, yeah, it's actually big. That's big, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. In the nineteen fifties, the stone was removed from the river and put on the shore by a bulldozer, um, where they built a museum around it. And people have studied and debated the symbols' meanings for years. They don't know it's like it's in a foreign language kind of the symbols they they don't know what they mean that's cool Mm -hmm. now that we know some of the strange artifacts that were found in the area let's get on to some of the things that have happened there in the hockamops hockamop (laughs) hockamock swamp there have been sightings of bigfoot in 1970 local law enforcement was chasing what they thought was a bear (laughs) But according to Lauren Coleman, he said, because I wa- so I watched a documentary for this. And so there's some bits and pieces I took from it. And Lauren Coleman was one of the people that was interviewed in the documentary. And he was talking about this Bigfoot encounter. And basically he says he thinks it was Bigfoot because the bear was behaving weirdly. But he didn't specify really anything. So I thought it was funny. Uh, That is kind of funny. Well, he did specify. He said because it was walking upright or on all fours. Which bears do. do. (laughs) So. (laughs) That's kind of funny. Another person in the documentary, his name was Carlston Wood. He is a paranormal investigator. He grew up on the edge of the Hockamock Swamp. <laughs> it's just making fun of Amy because she just got real close to the camera. Um, I have to grab things around me to keep my hands busy. That is all right with me, but it was just really funny. <laughs> and uh, stare deeply into your eyes. I know, that's what it looked like you were doing, like you are <laughs> trying to come through the screen, which, I mean, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> So Carlston Wood, he grew up on the edge of the Hockamock Swamp, and he said that they were playing on the ice of the river one time, and then all of a sudden one of the kids started screaming that there was a giant hairy man. (laughs) And he says that they all saw it, and so they took off running to their homes. And according to the documentary, Bigfoot has been spotted mostly in two other areas, two small ponds called Claybanks 1 and Claybanks 2. Off of the Bigfoot subject, I don't want to go too much into Bigfoot because it will get covered at some point. Bigfoot, I feel like, will need to be a five-part episode. That's or what I feel like. It's going to be like <laughs> one of those big ones. In 1993, 
it had been reported several times that a large tan cat had been seen around the area. It was dubbed the Mansfield Mystery Cat. A mountain lion? That's what they were saying they thought it was, was a mountain lion. Local law enforcement thought that it could also be somebody's exotic pet that had gotten loose. Like a mountain lion? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Or a lion lion, I guess, in that case. mm -hmm. And in May of 1993, the headless carcass of a 30-pound African serval cat was found headless... Oh, wait. I said I wrote headless twice, but I just want you to know that it was headless. It was super headless. It was decapitated. It didn't even have one head. Not it was one. headless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in in the Raynham area, it was headless in the Raynham area. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason, people refused to believe that it was the cause of the sightings. <laughs> they really thought it was a mountain lion. Like, it was that big. Because, you know, a serval is big for a cat but it's yeah, but tiny not comparatively that big yeah exactly but it's still weird that it was headless yes it is extremely weird that it's headless <laughs> yeah and ex- not native to america no no not no <laughs> just another weird occurrence i feel like justin bieber had one of those or has one of those or something I don't know. I just remember people were getting all mad because he had mm-hmm. some exotic cat. Yes. They're cute though, but um, leave them in their natural habitat. I mean, that goes for all big cats or medium yes. cats. Yes. Some small cats. There's those one cats that are in Africa that are like house cat size. They're like the deadliest cats ever. Cute. Mm-hmm. But they're so cute. They are pretty cute. But leave them because they'll kill you. (laughs) There are so many domesticated stray cats. So many. So many. Like literally all the cats I've ever had I've almost all of them. I think there's been two. Well even the two that that I got them at the pound. But all the rest of them all the rest of them I picked up off the street. Yep. Yep. So that's my PSA. (laughs) If you're looking for a cat, go pick one off the street because there are plenty that need attention. Yeah. And you might get lucky and get a honey or a merda. Yeah. They're the best kitties in the world. They really, really are. Mm -hmm. Except God, is she needy when she wants food? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or you could get my other cat joshua that has the survival instinct of a fucking tank <laughs> you will not die no, no hashtag my coworker joshua if you would like to know his story <laughs> Anyways, on instagram on instagram yeah or so it's not a hashtag oh yeah i did make a hashtag whatever i don't social media <laughs> um Okay, so off subject to our next next one. Large black dogs with red eyes have also been seen in the area. It's claimed that in 1976, Abington resident Philip Kane watched as a black and gray giant dog ripped the throat out of his two ponies. 
Aww, that's so sad. It is. Kane claimed that he shot at the dog with a pistol, but missed, and the dog just walked away. For three days, there were safari-like hunts looking for the dog, but no one ever found it. Hmm. Maybe it didn't exist and it was a bear. You know, maybe, except for bears have creepy mouths, so I don't know. Don't have creepy mouths. You're just biased because they're really good at using their lip muscles. (laughs) I know. I'm so jealous of that. (laughs) They're like Elvis in animal form. I could see that, actually. I could. (laughs) It only makes it 0.01% less creepy. (laughs) So giant snakes, like prehistoric size snakes, have been sighted around the swamp. I couldn't find much more information on it than that, but I did find a story about one in a Reddit thread posted by Long Jumping Ninja 657. <laughs> Kudos, I couldn't long jump to save my life. Me either. They titled their story as My Bridgewater Triangle Story, and it said, quote, in the early 90s, I was eight years old. And my parents, sister, and I were living in Middleborough Circle in Middleborough. Behind the apartments on the left was a wooded area with a muck. Me and my little sister were playing back there when I saw this huge snake in the muck. It was mostly submerged, but every so many feet you'd see another segment of its body sticking out of the muck for as far as I could see. Me and my sister freaked out and ran inside. For reference... It stretched beyond four apartments, at least. End quote. Are we sure he didn't just get finished watching Anaconda? I freaking love that movie. I just watched it the other day. I forgot about Mm -hmm. all of it, pretty much. I know that I loved it when I was younger, but it is so cheesy and funny and... (laughs) Uh, also, J-Lo in that movie is gorgeous. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that movie. I own it on Amazon Prime because <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> now, we're kind of breaking off from the more cryptidy part of it and getting into more of the paranormal stories. Cool. Cult activity is widely speculated to happen in the Bridgewater Triangle. In the town of Freetown and Fall River, there have been reports of animal mutilations. Local law enforcement did indicate that they thought it could be the work of a cult. Ugh. A cow was found mutilated in the woods, along with some calves that were vicio- viciously mutilated in a were glade. There, were their butts pulled out? No, I did not see anything that said anything about that. Okay, so it wasn't the, the aliens that visit Skinwalker Ranch. I... That's so funny you say that because I was actually thinking of Skinwalker Ranch when I was writing this <laughs> and I was debating on whether to put that in. Um, so the calves were also viciously mutilated. In one source, I saw that it, it said calves and goats. And then in a few other sources, it just said calves. So I'm not sure. But they were mutilated in a glade nearby that appeared... Oh, and they said it appeared to be due to a ritual sacrifice. Oh, gross. 
Similarly, there have been mutilated animal sacrifices found in the Freetown Fall River State Forest as well. There is one woman we know went missing in the Bridgewater Triangle. Her name was Evelyn Packard. One morning in August of 1916, Evelyn rented a canoe and started down uh, the Town River. The Town River is its name. I'm not just saying the Town River. It's Town River. The the river is named Town. Yeah. There you go. Interesting. Couldn't, couldn't think of how to put that. <laughs> but she was canoeing down it alone in West Bridgewater, and then she almost immediately disappeared. What a dummy. Don't do it alone. A search team was formed, and they combed the woods and dragged the river. Two boys ended up finding her canoe floating near the riverbank with her coat and pillow inside, and they saw her footprints on the bank leading into the swamp. Search teams followed the tracks but eventually called off the search. And then later on, a reporter who was helping to look for her decided to take a break and sat down on the edge of the bridge, which this bridge is called Comfort Bridge. And while resting there, he noticed a stone in the ground. So he had found a 150-year-old, like, stone with carvings in it. They call it the Solitude Stone. It was hidden away for almost a century under overgrowth and plant matter until the reporter had found it. It is carved with an inscription thought to be written by Reverend Timothy Otis Payne of the New Church of Jerusalem, which was a Christian sect founded on the principles of occultist Emanuel Swedenborg, who who believed that the physical world was the result of spiritual causes. The inscription on the rock reads, quote, All ye who in future days walk by Nucatuset stream, love not him who hummed his lay, cheerful to the parting beam but the beauty that he wooed in this quiet solitude end quote and translation no idea (laughs) (laughs) but it sounds really pretty yeah whatever it means anyway back to evelyn three days later after this discovery evelyn's body was found okay This is, like, a serious matter, and this actually happened. But I laugh so hard because I don't understand. (laughs) So, her body was found under Skim Milk Bridge. Why would they name it that? I don't know. But is that not horrible? Like, I'm reading this really serious thing. And my heart, like, is breaking for her. And then they're like, skim milk bridge. And I'm just could not help myself. That is the weirdest bridge name. That's even weirder than the fact that it goes over town river. Yeah. And it's, I think it's weirder than 99% of the things that are happening in the Bridgewater (laughs) Triangle. Somebody actually thought it was a good idea to name this bridge skim milk bridge like mm, it's not whole milk (sighs) well you know i prefer two percent but skim if that's all you got i'll take it (laughs) not me i want the whole fucking cow and all the buttery goodness that is in the milk gross (laughs) 
anyway, yeah, Skim Milk Bridge is not far from Solitude Stone. It's just a weird thing. It's probably has nothing to do with each other, but it's just weird. Probably not. A local paper was quoted to say, the mystery remains as deep as ever and that there remains one explanation, that the young woman was the victim of foul play. Miss Packard's own family scout the theory of her being enticed into one of the several cottages along the riverbank and being held prisoner. In other words, the disappearance of the really beautiful and shapely 27-year-old Brockton girl is as profound a mystery tonight as it was on Wednesday afternoon, when the canvas-covered canoe, which had been hired earlier in the day at the Americanage Canoe Club, was found drifting right side up and with the interior and the contents as dry as a chip by two boys, end quote. I what? cannot stand. Why? I knew. I, they do this so much. I don't know if you've ever listened the to The Dollop. Shapely. No, yeah. I don't listen to The Dollop. Wait, okay. it, I think I listened to that one episode they did of Wells Fargo. Was that them? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing I ever listened to. So... They're always talking about this because they're a history podcast. So back in the day, they always had to describe like how a woman looked, like if she was ugly, if she was fat, if she was skinny, if she was pretty, if she was young, old, like they had to describe everything. Gross. They always had to make a comment about their bodies and who, what the way they looked. It's ridiculous. They even did it to men too, but it was never like i don't know it's just i don't know how to explain it (laughs) it doesn't feel as degrading yes exactly yeah it sounds pretty gross and it was i think it was more done to women than it was to men like they would say like oh he's wearing like a nice suit or something about men but (laughs) they didn't say the well-endowed man (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) i can see his penis through his trousers (laughs) He had shoulders for days. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. All right. Anyway. It is claimed there have been a ton of murders in the Freetown Fall River State Forest. Apparently, it's even been said that mobs have laid claim to the area due to its remoteness. Uh, it's said that because of all the negative attention that the forest gets, the mob uses the facade in hopes that it will keep people away so that they are free to carry out their vile deeds. Dozens of bodies <laughs> have been found with their skulls shattered, execution oh. style. Awesome. That's sad. It is sad. And we're about to get into something a little, also very, very sad. There has been at least one murder that is known um, that has nothing to do with the mob, and it is heartbreaking. Mary Lou Arruda went missing on September 8th, 1978, at the age of 15. She was adored by everyone who knew her. She was an enthusiastic cheerleader and described as being full of life. Mary Lou was riding her bike in her hometown of Raynham when her family grew increasingly worried that she had not returned home. The police were called and immediately search parties were looking for her. Immediately, search parties went looking for her. (laughs) Around 4.30 p.m. on the same day, her orange 10-speed bike was found on the side of the road close to her home. 
A few months later, on November 11th, her body was found in the Freetown State Forest. She was tied to a tree and mostly decomposed. An autopsy revealed that she had died by asphyxiation, and somehow they were able to determine that she had been alive while she had been tied to the tree. Aww. Probably, like, from moving and making scratches or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Medical examiners were almost positive that she passed away the same day she went missing. Eventually, they arrested James Cater for the crime, a local who worked at a donut store. He was convicted of Mary Lou's murder in 1996. Witnesses told police that they had seen a green car with a silver or black stripe in the area before the kidnapping and were able to give an accurate enough description of the man driving it. Disgustingly, He had been convicted of abducting and attempting to murder another girl, which he served prison time for. She had managed to get free and report him to police. And he was released before his time was even served. Oh, of course he was. Um, Never trust a donut worker. No, apparently not. (laughs) Cater claimed he was innocent, however... Even though there was a multitude of evidence against him, after a lot of appeals and even two retrials, the butt nugget was still found guilty of the murder of Mary Lou Arruda. He was was sentenced to life in prison, but due to becoming extremely ill, he was taken to Lemuel Shattuck Hospital on January 9th, 2016. He passed away shortly after on January 16th from cancer. Good riddance. A quote from a local resident named Donna Donahue, who was 11 (laughs) at the time of the murder, said, quote, The town tried to make a positive out of it and made sure we wouldn't forget. We're not going to forget her no matter what. You don't forget what it did to the town. It pulls us together as a community. She left behind a legacy. I didn't know her, but we still feel connected to her and always will. End quote. Aw, that's sweet. I know. That's sad, though. It is. People are gross. Why do they gotta do these things? I don't know. Along with her death, there have been quite a few suicides that have also taken place in the forest that contribute to the belief that there's paranormal activity within it. Another strange thing that happened in the Bridgewater Triangle was that in Fall River in 1831... Hannah Borden Cook was digging in the sand and found a skeleton that was in a sitting position wearing a brass breastplate. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you just imagine digging in sand and finding a skeleton that's sitting? Yeah, with a brass breastplate on. Don't know why they'd have that. <laughs> I don't know. They It doesn't it you'll hear it doesn't match anything the breastplate as well as a quiver of arrows and a belt made of brass tubes led people to believe that the man was a viking warrior but nothing could ever be verified some people believe that it could be miguel corte real who disappeared on an expedition or that it could be an indigenous person who was gifted these items Mm. But nobody knows because it it just doesn't match anything. What what they're wearing is not consistent with the air. It doesn't really sound consistent. 
No. There is a paranormal story that is called The Legend of the Red-Headed Hitchhiker of Route 44. Ooh, that sounds awesome. It is. He has been reported for decades, and his description is always pretty damn consistent. He is wearing a red flannel shirt, dirty jeans, <laughs> boots. He has longish red hair and a big bushy red beard. And he has soulless dark eyes. People will see him sticking his thumb out on the side of the road, hitchhiking, or just see him wandering down the road. However, the worst part about him is that he will just appear in your back seat. It's said that he only does this when there is only one driver. Or I mean, there is only one driver in a car, but only one person not, in the car. Not if it's those cars that you saw from like the 90s during driver's ed where the the teacher would sit in the passenger oh, side and would have control too. Those. Yeah. So, I mean, you were right. It pro- they probably are not popping up in those Vehicle. nope it, it, they only want one driver in the car yeah also, no passengers um i missed my chance to make a joke about him being a ginger and having soulless eyes oh <laughs> do they have soulless eyes gingers? no but it's a thing that gingers don't have souls oh oh my god that went like so far over my head yeah there was one time at a haunted house that someone said something to Lindsay who is a ginger about taking their her soul or something. And she was like, I'm a ginger. I don't have a soul or something like that. And it was hilarious. <laughs> it totally messed up the actors like flow. They were like, Oh my God. Ooh, burn. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> okay. So he, he doesn't want anyone in the car except for one person is what I'm getting at. One entire person. One. It doesn't matter which seat they're in. No, just one. Yeah. He will sit in the back seat silently for quite a while. And then you'll start to hear him giggle. And eventually the giggling turns into maniacal laughter. (laughs) And then he just simply disappears. Okay. I mean, is it like one of those things where someone's laughing around you and so then you start laughing and then they really start laughing and then he just goes away? I don't know how much I would be laughing if there was a stranger (laughs) that just appeared in my backseat while I was driving. (laughs) I might be screaming and that might be why he's laughing. Maybe. But I wouldn't be laughing. There are also stories of a ghostly trucker in Fall River. It has been reported that it seems like a giant semi-truck is heading straight for you. And then when you honk your horn, the truck begins to disappear. What if you don't honk your horn? I don't know. didn't say. Mm. Okay. It says if you honk your horn at it, it'll disappear. Okay. So I found a story about this on a reddit thread titled bridgewater triangle it was a comment written by user braverix that said quote me and a couple of friends went over there about a year ago just to check everything out that was until a thick fog rolled up on us and that's not even the worst of it a huge semi truck started speeding at us when we were crossing the street we ran across and when we looked back there was never even a truck there 
Oh, snap. Looking at each other to confirm we all saw the same thing, we decided to leave. We like to refer to this story as ghost truck, end quote. (laughs) And if all of that wasn't enough for you, there's an abandoned psychiatric hospital called the Taunton State Hospital in the Bridgewater Triangle. That by itself is spooky. And then you take into account that one of its patients was the infamous Jane Topin, a.k.a. Jolly Jane, She got this nickname because of her cheerful demeanor, apparently. She admitted to poisoning and killing at least 31 people, but the estimate is actually around 100. Sweet. She had trained as all she could remember. Probably. She had trained to be a nurse at Cambridge Hospital and worked at various institutions. She was tried for the murders, but ended up being found not guilty by reason of insanity. She lived the rest of her life at Taunton State Hospital, which was known for its poor treatment of patients. There was a story that once an intern suddenly quit because they witnessed executions being performed in the basement of the hospital, and this (laughs) led to the theory that human sacrifices were carried out by a cult that consisted of the hospital's staff members. The hospital was closed in 1975. What? Why? I have no idea. (laughs) And, of course, the Lizzie Borden house is also located in the Bridgewater Triangle. But that, my dears, is a story for another time, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. episode. And lastly, we can't forget UFOs. UFOs have been sighted all over the area. But the one I'm going to tell you right now is referred to as the first UFO sighting in the area. Many witnesses saw a strange light in the sky. They saw it in Roxbury and Bridgewater. The local paper even wrote about it, and it was the first sighting in the area. Ooh. Mm -mm -mm. There is also something called the triangular object. (laughs) On July 3rd, 1972, a large triangular object was spotted in the sky. It was the size of a baseball diamond and translucent. The naval base nearby received a bunch of phone calls about it, and it was confirmed to have been sighted by at least 26 people. Wow. There are many, many people who have also witnessed a sphere of spires. A sphere of fire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. They've witnessed a sphere of fire in the sky. They look like balls of fire in the sky. And many people reported it. (laughs) Is that where Jerry Lee Lewis got great balls of fire from? Yep. So the Bridgewater Triangle. Yep. (laughs) This is the last thing I have for you. It's one really freaking spooky story um, that somebody posted on Reddit about their experience in the Bridgewater Triangle. Cool. It was posted by nefarious do 4836 and it was titled my bridgewater triangle story quote when i was around the fifth grade me my sister father and dad's girlfriend at the time nicole we were researching haunted places to go in mass in mass they mean massachusetts and we came across a place called the bridgewater triangle apparently it's one of the most haunted places in america so obviously we went 
On a Sunday evening, we went about an hour to Raynham, where there's a place called Hockamock Swamp, which is apparently like the most haunted place in the center. Along with the totally. hauntings, along with the hauntings, there were also rumors of satanic witches, urban legend creatures, and aliens. So I was very excited, needless to say. We walked for about an hour until I start it started getting dark, so we started heading back until I ran ahead and noticed some sticks that were not there before, but were in the form of the Blair Witch symbol. Oh, lordy. <laughs> I don't know if that's of importance. I just remember seeing that because that's one of my favorite movies. It was one of my favorite movies at the time. Mm-hmm. So I kicked it because my sister was already scared and she was a bit of a pussy, so I didn't <laughs> want her to get scared. We continued walking until I felt something cold touch my shoulder. Not thinking, I said, Taryn, stop fucking touching me. (laughs) Of course, it wasn't Taryn. I don't know what it was. But we then saw all the cattails at the swamp go straight down. Not like the wind, like something was walking on them. We ran. I then saw something across the street that I have wondered about since. I saw a dark figure with what looked to be a white mask or something of that nature with long skinny arms and legs. I didn't get a good look at it because we were running, but I saw he was wearing (laughs) all black and it just stood there barely moving until we pulled the car around and I went to point it out to my dad. It was gone and to this day no one believes me about the witch sign or the monster. I do not recommend going to the Bridgewater Triangle other paranormal <laughs> things like ghosts and shit we also saw, but I don't want to make this post too long. End quote. Wow. I believe you. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sure. So what do you think? I think it sounds like a very fun place. And when Matt and I plan our October Massachusetts trip, we are definitely going to check out some of the places, especially the Hockamuck Swamp. I would like to see the. Oh, your your October trip to Massachusetts. Yeah. Where I'm 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 gonna be in attendance. I mean, you can. The only problem is you have kids that have to go to school, and it's in October. <laughs> so I'm I... already going somewhere in October. Oh well, yeah, but we're not going this year. Oh but... okay. Well then, I can ditch my kids on somebody. That's fine. Your husband. My husband. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other person who raises them. <laughs> oh, that's not very nice. It's great. Everyone needs a vacation, not him, just me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't think he feels that way, though. No, that's not nice. <laughs> but it sounds very fun. And it does. It sounds, I, I wish. I kind of wish that we wouldn't have covered Thunderbirds or Puckwudgie so I could have added it like to the whole like mystique of it because there's just it's like everything. In fact, one of my sources, the title of their article is A Paranormal Disney World. The Bridgewater <laughs> Triangle has a scare for everyone. Oh, that's so sweet. It's true though. There are a bajillion different types of cryptids there's a bunch of different ghost stories there's a psychiatric hospital with murders there's unfortunately a murder in there possibly two if evelyn was murdered Mm -hmm. we don't really know um cult activity 
just UFOs, everything. Yeah, it does have everything, which makes me wonder why do so many people still live there? <laughs> I don't know, but I would be one of them. Oh, like, yeah. That's where I would like to be. Speaking of Pukwudgie, Lindsay found her picture. It was in her planner from 2020 when we had this talk. And so I think I might post it with your your pictures for this Please. episode because it's just so funny. It's like a little verbal. <laughs> Please do. That is funny, um, though, that she found it today and then we're talking about this. Today. We're talking about Pukwudgies again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just never was end. fun. That was fun. And see, I know that it would be cool to talk about Pukwudgies and Thunderbirds in this episode, but they were they were bigger. They needed more talking. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Especially, yeah, they they did. They yeah. needed their whole thing. There's not too much information about like giant snakes and the the red-eyed dogs, unless you want to do like an episode about the um the symbolism of black dogs how they represent mm. like death and all of that which i actually do have written down i don't know if there's enough information to do an episode but it is interesting it but, is yeah. no thunderbirds and puck wedgies there's definitely enough for their own oh yeah i'm wondering if the taunton state hospital doesn't have enough of its own i didn't really like dig too deep just in case there was I mean, it kind of sounds like there might be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's... I, I don't know. I'll have to look. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys think about it? Have you been there? If you have, I'd be so jealous of you. I really, 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 really want to go. Send us your stories about it. Or you can send us your stories about anything you want. Spooky, urban legends whatever just send it we'd we'd love you if you did (laughs) please do and send it to this is legendpod at gmail.com or submit it over on our website at this is legendpod.com and then follow us on instagram facebook and tiktok speaking of we haven't talked about it although we should because it's been going on for a while but we've been participating on Instagram in 100 days of Halloween mm-hmm. and it is so fun and so awesome and then we have coming up Mab's Drawloween which we're also going to be participating in so it's going to get wild over there Instagram is definitely where we're the most active. Yes. It just and feels I love like it, home. Though. It does. Yeah. I, I love that. I love seeing everybody's drawings and, and commenting. And I mean, I don't comment. You do. But I like looking at them. <laughs> yeah, I get a little wild, especially with this 100 Days of Halloween. I love going and looking at everyone's Halloween pictures. And it's making me very happy. I know. Everyone seems so chill. Yeah, yep. It's a good group. (laughs) Anyway, keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Like skim milk. (laughs) Goodbye. Toodaloo.